Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is called to more. This Lent, find guidance and hope in the example of Christ as we are led toward the ultimate hope of the resurrection. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 47 to 56. When evening came, the boat was out on the lake, and he was alone on the land. When he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning, walking on the lake. He intended to pass them by. But when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, They laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Here ends the reading. Over the span of Christianity, the church has waxed and waned along the spectrum of Jesus' divinity and humanity. To be clear, our theology about the nature of Christ hasn't fluctuated, But how each generation understands it and how it informs our relationship with Jesus ebbs and flows. This one person in two natures is a lot to wrap our minds around, as it should be. It's a mystery after all. And so it's not surprising that we might find ourselves a bit unbalanced, at times leaning a little more in one direction than the other. In the modern era, we've tended to emphasize Jesus' divinity over his humanity, This helps modern minds accept the miracles of Jesus more easily. If Jesus is God, then he can manipulate and have power over the created order in ways that we mere humans cannot. But having a high regard for Jesus' divinity can pose problems. Believing Jesus is less human than we are because of his divinity allows us to create a space between us. It allows us to have an excuse for why we can't possibly live a Christ-like life. But for the earliest followers of Jesus, it was his divinity that was the bigger issue. And if we think about it, this makes perfect sense. The earliest followers knew Jesus when he lived, or knew people who knew Jesus. Some had heard him burp or sing off-key. Some had seen him lose at chess or have to ask someone stronger to open the ketchup bottle. These are the kind of things that really cause the divine image to take a hit. Understanding Jesus as God was something the church church continued to grow into and unpack over those early years. And we can see this in the unfolding of the Gospels. Mark's Gospel is the earliest written, by most accounts around the year 65, then Matthew, then Luke, then John. By the time we get to the fourth gospel, written sometime close to the end of the first century, 
there is a much more clear and robust acknowledgement of Jesus' divinity. Just think about the way John's gospel begins. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Dang, there is not much ambiguity there. Our passage today, though, is from the Gospel of Mark. Mark, written earliest, arguably portrays Jesus at his most human. There is a sparseness and quickness in Mark's account that helps us enter Jesus' ministry more easily. There are a lot less long soliloquies and teachings and a lot more action. And yet Mark's aim is for us to realize through our immersion in Jesus' ministry that Jesus is, in fact, divine. That just as the centurion proclaims as Jesus dies on the cross, truly, this man was the Son of God. And that's the purpose of the stories in our passage for today. These are miracle stories. They are epiphanies, revelation of Jesus' divine power. Mark's account of Jesus walking on water is a bit different than the other versions. Here, Jesus has sent the disciples ahead of him in the boat to cross the lake while he has stayed behind to pray. In the very early morning hours, Jesus comes walking on the lake. While the disciples are rowing hard against the wind, there is no indication that they fear for their safety. And we're told Jesus intended to pass them by. Jesus wasn't even going to stop. This is no rescue mission. Unlike Jesus' other miracles, no one is fed or healed or depossessed. No, this is simply a gratuitous display of Jesus' divinity. We, too, sometimes experience reminders of Jesus' divinity. But perhaps they're not as gratuitous as walking on water. We feel protected when convicted of his power through the word proclaimed. We are overcome with gratitude in the presence of a loved one's healing against all medical odds. We have felt ourselves held and uplifted by those who have surrounded us in prayer in Jesus' name. And we are moved in indescribable ways when we are fed in the Eucharist. When we are tempted to intellectualize our faith, to keep it reasonable and comfortable. Let us rediscover our awe in the truth that Jesus is God, that our relationship has been healed by a God who deigned to enter our lives and save us from the inside out, even as his divinity could not help but shine through his humanity. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body 
and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.